On today's episode, I am once again joined by Lewis. Hello. Yian. Hello. And Aaron. Hey all. Thank you for your coming back. Uh, and so listeners may wonder, you know, we've covered representation, discrimination, what else is there to talk about? Uh, this time we are going to try and stay focused uh, on accessibility. Which is going to veer a bit into discrimination, I suppose. But yeah, They all link in some ways, don't they, I think? There's no one derail anyone, and we should be all right. <laughs> Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan. And on this podcast, we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. It is worth mentioning when it comes to accessibility, we're not just physically, we're not just focusing on physically speaking. I guess to sort of give an idea to anyone who may be wondering, I would normally ask one of uh, my guests to start off, but uh, an example I can give is recently uh, the cinema local to me uh, has closed, hopefully temporarily, but it's because the sort of centre it was in has been is being renovated due to other places in the building closing in like the first year or so of the pandemic and this is a cinema I'll say the chain it's the Odeon where they've always been very good for audio description which I sort of discovered when in Hereford where obviously we all went to the Royal National College for the Blind there and so once that happened, I was like, okay, I went to go to the cinema that's in the main shopping centre and they, unfortunately, with a coincidentally, do not have audio description right now due to all their screens sort of being renovated. I don't know the full technical stuff but basically the system that I would normally provide audio description is being replaced and apparently because I, I, I feel like they, they must be radio um, headsets right the, the audio description it is right? radio headsets yes. yeah, I, yeah. Think they, I think they're trying to move to more bluetooth is what they're trying yeah, to move yeah, sort of digitizing so. it yeah possibly yes that's uh, that sounds about right because uh, someone I know one, uh, one time easy way to the, tell if you cover one of, I think it's the right ear of the headset, um, on the on like the big can style ones. If you cover the right ear of the headset, the head the side with the power switch on. If it's static, mm. it's radio. Yeah, some of them I've had, have, the had the little antenna. You know, not like the extendable mm. antennas, but the little plastic. Like it looks like a knob, doesn't it? Yeah. Little cat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's usually audio description. If you don't know what it is, you go into a cinema and you basically ask for a headset. We've probably inferred this from clues already, but just in case. Nice. You get a headset. You go sit in the cinema, and uh, in the certain in screens there, I believe it's radio or infrared, which I just found out, which just baffled the hell out of me. Um, 
you sit down, you set the headphone to a certain setting, and as the film goes along, an audio track is played concurrently with the film, which describes the, you know, more like visual aspect. Bit. Yeah, it's so like yeah. The fighting. The when what? they talk, it's yeah. full it of like, or mm. yeah, or a big one for me is like it's like, like the facial expressions. That's a big thing I realized mm. when I started yeah. when I w- especially when I went back to watch films that I enjoyed a lot as a kid, like say Toy Stories and Lion Kings. It's there like I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but it'd be there like oh this happens, and I'd just be there like actually I can think of one off the top of my head as far as and um, Lewis will like this. So in Toy Story two, obviously you know. It's something minor, but when you know it happens, it just makes so much more sense. There's the bit where the real Buzz is trying to get out of the shopping centre. He knocks over a load of boxes to set off the sensor for the double doors. One of those boxes opens, and it's Emperor Zerg who comes out. As a kid, he punches his own way out of the box. Yeah, but as a kid watching that, I had no idea. So, I suppose the, the short of the story with this is can't go to either of my local cinemas and it's probably come up in previous episodes I'm a huge cinema fan so when it comes to the accessibility of being able to go on a regular basis which is something I've had really for a few years now since we were at at RNC in Hereford uh, I've I mean, I did a tweet about it where I said it. I never thought my local cinema closing would make me feel more disabled than I have for if, as many years as I can remember. It's it, internally, it has been quite crippling, to say the least. Mm. Yeah. I guess you talking about audio description. <clears throat> I feel like I've had two sort of recent-ish experiences that are kind of that come to mind and one of them was like because I, I there are kind of two flip sides to, to accessibility right you've got the those times when especially if it's something that you're you're used to being able to get in an accessible way and when that's taken away from you you know it, you realize just like how like it, it disables you didn't it yeah but then there's also the thing of when you've not been able to get access to something and you suddenly can like it feels amazing and you you sort of realize what you've been missing out on so like one of the the things it's not necessarily like in a physical location but um i'm i'm massively into black mirror and like Mm -hmm. at the time like when that was it must have been about season five i think it was when it sort of moved over to netflix it'd been on there for a season um and all of it had been audio described and it's like it's a very visual heavy show at times so you you really do need audio description for it and I remember when season five came out and I was working at the time um, and it, you know, it was a massive deal uh, and the audio description just wasn't on the, the launch. Like, and there was just, there was a whole big thing about it. And I remember everybody at my work was talking about it and I, I just couldn't be part of that conversation. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it really does like, you do feel like a sort of second class citizen. I feel like even though it's, it, you know, it does feel dramatic, doesn't it? To be like, Oh no, I can't get my entertainment in an accessible format. But like, you know, especially when it's something as big as that and as big as, you know, a whole cinema like you're talking about, it does really feel like they could, you know, they could literally just think about blind people and they they evidently don't, they don't care and they don't deem you sort of as yeah. important to cater to. No. Um, 
Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, it's interesting you say it because one thing that has very much stuck out to me as well in the few times where I've gone to the, uh, cin- you know, the other cinema that's still open here and I won't say the name because I'm about to give a negative here, uh, where, you know, I talk to staff at the desk and it's not on them you know, like, it's one of those things you have to remind yourself, you know, is, you know, you know, it's not their fault. But they don't seem to know what audio description is when I bring it up. Mm. I even had one person um, the other day when I called up on the phone, you know, and they were there, you know, I said, you know, so I've previously been, um, didn't have audio description, it was working in this one screen, it's still working in this screen, and they went, uh, sorry, are you talking about the subtitles? <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I was just there like, no, no, I would have said subtitles, uh, subtitles or description, very, you know, different. Uh, you know, that'd be... Entirely uh, different group. Yes. The exact opposite problems to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the one good thing about... Um, now you mention it, it's the one good thing about say I don't have any other website to compare it to but Odeon is my local cinema its website actually has um, logos for audio description and subtitles and, and yeah they make it really clear streamings and a few other things at the top of every um, film selection you give and it says what are these so it gives a simple definition to the user in case they need to suddenly request one of them and they don't know which one. And also, obviously, that helps staff because if anyone's confused as to what you're asking about, it's like go to your own homepage and it provides you with an answer as to what these things are. And you'll see what I mean when I say this phrase. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it's. I think a lot of cinemas do do that. Uh, I had an annoying one recently where so there's a different chain cinema that's in a town not far from us, and we were there like, oh, let's go there maybe when we were intending to watch Morbius recently and we went and my wife went on the website and it was there like all our cinemas have audio description so okay well I don't want to like go all that way and then we get there and there's some complication because a few years ago I was at that I went to that cinema twice because uh, it was near to me at uni and didn't have audio description both times so I was there like again it was a few years ago though that's like five years ago now uh so i was like okay call up and make sure call so like i know we don't have all description so the thing of all their chains having (laughs) ad is a lie (laughs) on um, on their website you know it's Mm. it's just one of those ones that's just quite infuriating and i guess in some ways you know speaking of subtitles maybe you know i'm getting I'm very much experienced, not that I couldn't have appreciated it beforehand, but I'm very much experiencing the frustration I could imagine a lot of uh, deaf people do get with subtitle showings because there are not a lot uh, mm-hmm. of those at all. And when they, and I've talked about it with on previous episodes with uh, a guest I've had on who she's uh, partially deaf, uh, Sophie Terry. And, you know, when they do have subtitle showings, they're normally at a very inappropriate time in, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So it's it's one of those things. But it's interesting what you said, Erin, about you know it's you know the whole 
you know what you're missing when it goes but also mm. you know how you dealt without it because i remember having that the first time i used audio description like i mentioned uh it was in hereford when i first used it and i don't know if you remember lewis but it was sort of because of you using it that i then um decided to give it a go yeah and, you asked to borrow the headphones for a second you were like oh that's pretty good <laughs> yes and i was yeah it was it's very interesting to think about because then i actually would like go back to a lot of films that i always enjoyed and i would watch them with all description as long as it was available on the dvd of course because uh, you know mm. we're talking about like five to ten years ago here and uh i've always been behind when it comes to using technology and the yeah, streaming services there's just so much you get from it and i you yes. like you can always make do with stuff like that and you know because you're basically getting like what maybe 50 percent of the experience and yes. there's just things that you just that you're like i i accept that i'm just not going to understand some things in this film yeah or like and you find other weird ways to get around it like i remember before um like if they didn't have audio description or sort of when i was very young before i sort of knew about it as well like when we'd go to the cinema, my mum would basically audio describe it for me, and then people would yeah, tell us off, thing. and yeah. be like, "Stop talking." Or like a recent thing, when I've sort of, um, like sometimes I'll do movie nights in uh, Discord groups with uh, friends I know online, and obviously they don't like you can't you can't pirate stuff with audio description. Obviously, don't pirate stuff. But <laughs> if hypothetically <laughs> we were pirating a film. <laughs> Uh, you know, it would be difficult to pirate it. I believe the phrase you use safely is third-party link. <laughs> <laughs> I attained this this through totally legitimate means. But the way, um, like, because obviously we can't watch it with audio description, I usually just get the Wikipedia page up and I read it, like, <laughs> sentence by sentence and try not to spoil myself. Sure. <laughs> like, the, the plot synopsis. That's a risky but game. It's not, yeah, I, I it, it is once. a risky game. I it's, did that uh, it's not as fun, but it's better than not understanding anything that goes on, I suppose. Yeah, and also, it's... then you feel like you've got yeah. forbidden knowledge sometimes when you know what's going to happen like ten minutes before it does. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's a dark film, are... isn't it? Mm. Oh, with the lights, you are blind and you're to train your dragon. That's so difficult to see. It's mm. so dark. A, a quick PSA: If you are blind and you are experiencing this, just read it up on Wikipedia. If you're interested in the film, listen along. If you're not interested in the film, read it on Wikipedia. Or Go and do something else for about an hour. There might oh, be you were there the whole time. <laughs> a third-party link website called Audio Vault, maybe, where you could <laughs> hypothetically get audio description. Obtain audio description. Free files, yeah, but not. it's not video. It's on the audio, oh, but it is nice. I should probably say I don't. I don't. Condone, Actually, come but... to think of it, if that's if that's just the MP3 file with the audio of the film as well, then yeah, that that's what it is. Yeah. You can't tell. Yeah. Oh well then. Um, I feel Not we should point out pirate. that we don't condone piracy in any situation. No, we don't. I'm, no. I'm only saying hypothetically, like yes. maybe this. Website I'm only saying it. this because um... <laughs> some people need. Some church, people. Church some people pirates. can't afford the normal means. Um, I just want hmm. to. I just want to point out at the top of this, we did all use our real names. So yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no I'm, student I mean, here, kid. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I physically can't pirate. You think I can use Pirate Bay with yours? Hell no. It's, well, that's the thing, yeah. You think I could use those websites? <laughs> I'm not good with technology as it is. The pirate's life's the life's for me. It is funny considering the pirate. This classic, the classic, the classic cinema, the classic cinema pirate accent is based on Dorset. So, 
Where I'm oh, from. God. But it, it's true. Depending on what assistive technology you use, including all of us here, as far as I'm aware, doing that is basically impossible. So you, you can't really come after us for it. <laughs> it's true. That's a very big accessibility issue. People with uh, sight, you can go on Pirate Bay and all this. You can get all these... <laughs> Films for free. We just have to nick the DVDs. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, and pretend like we don't know where that it's there. It's an absolute yeah. shoot. You just walk in, you walk past a rack, you snag one, you run. Oh my! And then you hit a wall. Oh, it's my... to... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, oh, it's my cane that set off the metal detector. It's uh, that was that's what that was. Oh, that's a good one. I like. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, Aaron will no. now never pay for a shop again. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> So that's Aaron. No, <laughs> no, I, I paid for this bouncy castle. It was my cane that set it off. <laughs> what, my cane that set off the bouncy castle? Hole here. <laughs> it's gonna say, I feel like we should move on from. Um, yeah. Indeed. The like other thing I was gonna mention, though, and it's funny you guys are, are talking about Odeon, because um, I'm like, I'm, I'm a big weep. I'm into anime stuff, uh, and there was what? an anime no. film on recently. Ah, shame. I know, quick... I know this is a big shocker <laughs> for all of you. You, you had no idea. I've been living this double life. But uh, <clears throat> there was a big film I that came out recently. And it was... Uh, I went to go watch it with a friend. So it was in like the, the centre of Manchester, which isn't normally where we go. And it's an Odeon cinema there. Okay. Mm. And when I looked at the showtimes on this, I saw it. And they, they don't do an uh, audio description for anime films. Um, and when I saw it on the Odeon website, it said AD. I was like, no, that has to be a lie. lie. <laughs> that yeah. has to be a lie. You're lying to me. No don't way. You, don't, you fall, don't, you, don't you tease me with a good time? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I was like, genuinely, really not not trying to get my hopes up because something yeah. like this had happened a couple of years ago. I went to go watch a film um, that should have had English audio dubbed, right. uh, and it it actually turned out to be subtitled on the night, even though it like they just put it on the website wrong. So this whole time, this couple of weeks leading up to watching this film of AD, I was like, don't get your hopes up, just expect to watch it. Like, hopefully, it'll have English audio <laughs> but yeah. don't expect to have audio description even though i you know i'd like tweet it at um the the film distributor and everything to double check but it was just like it was like it was really kind of emotional being there and, and watching it with ad to be honest like because that was the first time i've been able to experience that and i i love anime but it isn't it's not an accessible medium and i i recognize that like basically i only grip onto it because i like i can see it a little bit better than live action so yeah. it's slightly more accessible to me than to make without ad that's live action but you know i have some site and i recognize that's you know i'm able to do that but you know it just it did really mean a lot to me and i sort of felt like oh maybe this is the the first step in the way that like because i know like superhero stuff that and, and kind of comic related films they usually have ad right and obviously they're, they're oh yeah the live action ones studios and, behind yeah, them. yeah made ones yeah but that's kind of the cult like it's you expect that now because it's the, the sort of culture of it that it yeah. it is it's made to be accessible and there are a lot of fans of it who who are like deaf and blind and have other disabilities and i sort of thought well maybe this is it for anime and then it's kind of an ongoing situation i don't want to say it's not going to get it now but when the the physical release was announced a couple of days ago i was really excited to finally have uh you know an anime like on my shelf with audio description because yeah. it's just not not there but it it didn't have the audio description listed on the the, oh. You know, I looked on all the the releases, the DVD, Blu-ray, even the like seventy quid collector's addiction uh, addiction edition. <laughs> you have you know, an addiction it, in some ways. It just was. I do have an addiction. It's yes. true. It's a problem. So um, we all. I mean, you mentioned comic book <laughs> and superhero movies. I know that's definitely mine. Yeah, but 
But it, it was just really disappointing have, to see that. And so I'm much. hoping maybe that it has been included and they've just not put it on the website because somebody's not, you know, it's just like it's there and nobody's kind of thought to put it You back. could always tweet the publisher again. And that's what I have done. That's what I'm saying. Mm. It's ongoing. So I'm hoping they'll sort of verify. Or the distributor. True. Maybe somebody's forgotten. It. They're the same people, the publisher uh, okay. and distributor. I'm, I am looking into it. It does but, seem odd you know, that it wouldn't if it had it at the cinema because it's normally, because the cinema... They've already paid for it. They're provided, aren't they, by... Mm. the studio normally because it's Odeon especially like I'm thinking of all there the big a... Marvel films it is normally you know this was you know it was like audio description paid for by you know Disney yeah well the thing is with anime as well because when they do English dubbing like it's the same thing equipment wise as doing English audio description you just need somebody who's obviously sure. trained to write the English audio description and that's it so if they're you... really one of the best industries place to do it and mm. I know that it's the same people who did the English audio that did the audio description because it, it said at mm. the end of the film that the audio description was provided by this company. Sure. So I, I can't see why there'd be a rights issue, but it does feel a bit like maybe they've just forgotten and it's disappointing when that, that meant so much to me personally. And if it's just uh, yeah. that now it's too far oh, yeah, in the schedule, somebody's forgotten because you know they, they just don't expect people with sight loss to watch anime. And then it just gets left on the wayside. No, I could very much appreciate the um, that that would be certainly disappointing. But I could, I could think, I can imagine in the moment of when, like you're saying, like you're you're you didn't want to get your hopes up, and then the you know sitting down with the headset in the moment the film started, and you know it, you started getting the you know it talking to you through the headset. I I don't know because I always think. Even though I'd been, to, I've been to say to the audience so many times, because I think I had one time where the audio description just didn't work for me, and that wasn't the audience fault. You know, I pointed out to them basically the infrared sensor in the room in the cinema wasn't working. They, you know, they refunded the ticket or like gave I can't remember or gave a free ticket for next showing. Someone like we moved showing whatever, and you think infrared. I think that's what they said. <laughs> he said infrared to me, but I realise oh, that's probably not right. right. But I don't know if that's right. Um, they 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 said infrared. That's sensor. really not a good method. That's really not a good method, guys. God, get something better, please. I might be um, wrong there or misremembering it. Anyway, uh, so oh, the, the point the point is the sensors weren't working. So yeah, yeah, and so any time I go into. Uh, the cinema I, I've, I first figured out a good way to try and test that it was working was I would try the hard of hearing setting during the adverts because yep. I guess they assume blind people don't care about the adverts but hard of hearing people do uh, you know fair play I don't normally care I just normally I'll turn to my wife and be there like what the heck was that for because in especially recently I'm finding a lot of adverts just seems so unrelated to the product. Oh, do you not try and play yeah. Guess the Advert? I love Guess the Advert. Oh, I mean, I have done that, but I would much, normally get them wrong. Very much inaccessible to blind people. <laughs> I just, I just, they're like, and they're like, oh, it's advertising this, and then it gets the end. It's there, like, and, and either you get the little voice at the end, which is very unusual in adverts now, actually. It's annoyingly mm. not common. Or if I'm with someone, I'll be there like, what was I advertising? Like, this. And I was there like, I, really? Considering I don't... Uh, can I just... I think we should quickly... Um, you know, that's how, that's where Zerg came from. I didn't realise, you know, as in that's how he got introduced into the thing. But then you watch it and it's there. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, it's just something like that. And it's like, you know, again, to what 
Aaron says, like, you know, you get 50% without and then with, it's there, like, makes so much more sense. A more recent example for people as well is because um, I just wanted to watch it because I'm a nerd, I did watch The Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson uh, without <laughs> audio description, but I finally managed to watch it with audio description in a different cinema recently. And I won't go into too much spoilers, I guess, just in case, but basically there's a scene where Batman injects himself with adrenaline because uh, he's weak and the in the audio description it says how the, the sort of the liquid whatever is green which as a Batman fan was very exciting to know because there's a the supervillain character Bane Venom. yes and Venom which is the what gives him his super strength is green so I was there like that's cool without audio description I had no idea you know, it was just, it, you know, it just was a, it was just a guy giving himself a, an adrenaline um, mm. injection. I feel like as well, if you, one thing I sort of think about, like, if people don't understand how important audio description is as well, like, because the, the sort of golden rule of good cinema, right, is that you show, don't tell. Yes. So the only stuff that we can sort of comprehend fully is the rubbish stuff. <laughs> basically the stuff where they say if you oh can no film, yeah. I can't believe this why, just happened an exhibition <laughs> heavy film is fantastic it. when you're blind it's just there yeah. so you just told me everything but it's... Yeah, if, you, if you can if you can watch the film with that or just script something has gone horribly wrong mm. yes no it's a good way of putting it yeah because and it's not what I think uh, is a good thing you mentioned it Lewis I mean we have it has been talked about in previous episodes but for new listeners or anyone who can't remember um, it was good to run through it because I think there are many people who do seem to think that it's not like a headset. It's almost like it's like what subtitles is in a way that you would go into a particular screen and it'll be playing yeah. it like over they the speakers. They would never show it. It would annoy. Like you I think about anno- how people are already like, and subtitles annoy me. Subtitles and it's just messing with my brain and I can't pay attention to anything else. They're like, yes, okay. If you've got we've got there are people for whom that might be an issue. But generally, if it's an accessibility issue and it like completely bars somebody from watching the thing if yeah. it's not there maybe just deal with it but yeah if if sighted people have to listen to audio description over the main speakers it would never get played it wouldn't exist let's no, be real i mean to be oh, honest I, I don't know how much i don't know how much i'd enjoy it. it'd probably be all right because most audio description obviously is good where the the voice the person doing the describing the volume is normally at a good level with the film oh, some of them are really bad though i've had they? a couple so, yeah the worst one was game of thrones which again i've talked about game in previous thrones, episodes but that, that was, was awful awful oh we S- have to watch it on our tv at home and we'd turn it up every time that there was dialogue and yes. every time that there was audio description my mom lives in a like uh t- not a detached house what's the opposite of a detached <laughs> semi-detached yeah semi-detached so like and the TV was next to the wall where the neighbours were. So we're like, <laughs> oh god, we're going to be driving them nuts like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, there was one as well, I don't know if anybody's watched the, you know, the Will Ferrell Eurovision film? <laughs> that no, no, I, no, I haven't watched I know, it. You wouldn't advise it. it. But somebody has mucked up, I don't know if it's still like this, but when I watched it, the audio description was mucked up on that, on Netflix. And it's all panned to the right. And it, like, because I was watching it with headphones on my computer. Yeah. It made me feel really, really sick. I had to just, like, I was had to decide whether or not to watch it like that or to just skip your description i was like all right i'll just feel really sick the whole time <laughs> it's a fun experience during oh, a film yeah 
This well, is quickly becoming it, an audio description podcast. Yeah, yeah I was I'm thinking gonna, that, but this completely. Um, I've never had any problems with audio description with our local cinema, so I'm I'm, I'm quite lucky. To be so. fair, <laughs> I hadn't. Um, unless I uh, Odeon had always been, other than like say, and a general thing where it was there, like, oh, it's you know, it's not you know, oh, the screen's not working. And they're like, we'll get it fixed. And again, to be fair, I went back there, and, and it was, it was. Fixed. yeah, yes. I think to try and sort of move us along a bit, because we've stuck yes, on audio description. We have. Illuminate. So, um... It's been informative, yeah, I'd like to think. You, of course, I'm not, I'm not dissing the informativeness. I was merely just... I was merely making an observation. Now, now, John. Now. Yaya, um, yeah, yeah, have you had any um, yes. issues with accessibility? Because you have a certain limiting factor that we do not experience day-to-day. So, would you like to talk about that, perhaps? Indeed, yes. <laughs> Being in a wheelchair day-to-day is... I've talked about it briefly before with taxis, so I'm not going to go into that, which I'm sure all of you will be very thankful for, <laughs> um, including the people on the podcast with me. Um, so I'm going to go into those move it, move it. good and bad experiences. Um, otherwise, um, living day-to-day can be quite difficult accessibility-wise because I live in a very rural area, um, and... Just because the the scenery is nice and it's good for having loads of pets to take on walking routes and such, which I do, so it works in that sense. Um, but it doesn't really work in terms of getting around because there's either no transport accessibility-wise or the transport you do have is a bus with a very, very strange ramp that goes to only one city every couple every like once a day and once a night so it's not very difficult to plan um, getting around and also if you're like me and have and the main problem you have is distance vision even when you're close up when you're trying to judge the distance between object and object if you're trying to get the accessibility of a bus ramp that's a brief only shodderly attached to the bus itself and you ask the driver or assistant can you give me a hand just to make sure I'm not coming off the pavement with the size of this ramp or don't cause the wheelchair to go oddly one way or the other. They sort of look at you, and I have been looked at like this when I did this on my own without family with me. Um, can you just get on, please? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm explaining to you why I can't do that or don't feel comfortable doing that with the pavement I'm on and the ramp you're providing me. Well, not without your help, and they refuse to help because they were worried about health and safety. So, you know, I did it um, begrudgingly with... With limited, uh, with limited depth perception and just guessed where I was going and thankfully nothing ended up being wrong. But sometimes, you know, from, from that accessibility standpoint, drivers are worried about helping you with ramps and buses. So that's, that's something that you have to consider. Um, other things day-to-day just really are um, shops, really, because many shops will they'll have a code of conduct or code of practice for accessibility on paper and they'll be abiding by it um but really when they stuff boxes down the aisles Mm. in say food shops or they have trolleys going around in smaller stores then and it's not like a supermarket then there isn't really a lot of space and you are feeling like you're cramming up an aisle or cramming up a queue and it's not necessarily that it's inaccessible completely. Well, except for maybe one shop down my high street that has a has a massive um, step, and the ramp they provide basically means that the entire step and the pavement itself is 
pretty much obscured and it's quite dangerous to go on a wheelchair with that slant and the step slant uh, when compared. But again, to the to the code in question, that's completely accessible. That's a reasonable adjustment, whereas it's quite terrifying <laughs> to do as a visually impaired person in a wheelchair. Um, not impossible, but terrifying. So there, yeah. are, there are code issues where it sort of it looks accessible on paper, but not necessarily is day to day or is, but causes a lot of planning between point A and point B. <laughs> do you do you find you've run into many issues with the sort of because um, you've got epilepsy, right? And I presume is it like do you have the photosensitive sort of type, like the, the flashing lights can be an issue. I do, but very minimally. I have the ca- I have it in the case where if there was, say, a light in the shop that was broken and flashing above my head, that would probably mm. cause. It just made me think of it because I um I'm at uni and a couple of weeks ago we had um like it was in the stairwell, so obviously like <clears throat> you specifically, it wouldn't have necessarily been an issue, but um one of the lights was flashing on and off completely, and nobody was really like. I asked security about it because I did think like, especially on a staircase, if somebody had photosensitive epilepsy and it was, it was going so fast and it's cause it's a contrast thing, isn't it really? It's like yeah. how fast it goes and is it going from 100% to 0% and that's exactly what it was doing. And I thought, God, if mm. that triggered somebody to have a, a seizure on the staircase, like that's generally one of the worst places that you could have a seizure, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. But even, even say with that, with epilepsy, I mean, mine is very mild, and main cause of it is stress, not photosensitivity. But photosensitivity can cause it. For example, theatre lights are a problem, but I don't mm. run into those day to day. But one thing I do run into day to day, or could run into very realistically day to day, that sort of scares me a bit, is they have these things called accessible um, visually impaired alarms, or at least that's what I call them. I don't know if that's their official branding, um, where you'll have a alarm system where it'll it will blow with a red light. Oh, is that? I think mean, that's for hearing impaired people, isn't it? And also yell at you, like, please get out of the building. And like, this is becoming more and more, even in country areas, especially in Wales at least, more and more of a thing, which is great in one sense of accessibility, because anyone who's deaf, hearing impaired, or other, it covers a spectrum of different people's disabilities, and that's not a bad thing at all. But the issue is, if you were staying in a hotel room, and I have been whenever I've been away, Obviously, where that's a feature for the sake of covering all bases, which makes perfect sense to to a health and safety person, but doesn't make perfect sense if you have sensitive epilepsy, because there's no way of asking somebody in security, or at least I've been told by security that there's no way of having them disable the giant flashing lights that go around the room, because if that happens in all corners of the room, then and I'm struggling to put my stuff together and get out of the room quickly, and... then obviously there is the likelihood that if someone has stronger photosensitive epilepsy or time-sensitive photosensitive epilepsy like that's stronger than mine, there is the issue of this could really, really um, cause a problem. But there's no way, as far as I know, of disabling that feature on an all-purpose accessibility alarm. <laughs> I just, I, I do find it kind of shocking, especially when you think about like the potential impact that stuff like that could have. I like I often think about people who have kind of like really strong anaphylaxis reactions to stuff like nuts and things, and you know anything that could be particles in the air. And then, pho- you know, if you had photosensitive epilepsy to the extreme, 
that mm. you know something like that could be catastrophic and people just don't seem to they don't seem to think about it and it must be you know really difficult to to go about your life in that way you know oh, yeah, yeah, that must be like must be difficult when i've heard cases where people are seizing multiple times a day because of small things like that mm. because people don't think about it and just to give you the full context of the type of alarm systems they're often also blaring a loud um siren along with the audio which means that all of your senses are being bombarded so that if you had photosensitive epilepsy you're more likely to focus on the thing your senses are having a problem with because obviously your senses are already being overloaded from every area if the speakers are loud enough as well as the flashing <laughs> also i know i don't think anyone here is afflicted too heavily with anything but like say something like um autism or Asperger's, like something along those lines. Um, some people don't deal well with large amounts of sound, large amounts of stimulant. Yeah, sensory overload. That that could absolutely destroy someone in the moment, very yeah. quickly as well, without warning. Because mm. the other thing is, well, it's a break of routine. Something yeah, like that's... that. Too. It's a break of routine, the noise, the lights, the panic of the situation, that could cause someone to shut down. Completely. I can guarantee not, you not this hasn't been thought of by many people. Exist. I'm just saying there should be an all there should be a settings option. <laughs> Would be ah, but then we then come to the problem of how then do you tailor such a system? Because yes, indeed. these Pranksters. systems are normally built to be these systems are normally built to be very heavily reliant on being wired in. They're meant to have constant power, constant um, ability to fire if they need to. Um, as a safety precaution, so disabling one part of it, well, that disablement could trigger by accident, and then that bit couldn't fire, and that could be the bit that saves someone's life. So it, it's hard to design something. You would literally have to make it where you could mod the room Yes, in yes, the moment for what you need, thing. which, you know, some say well, that should just be a standard. We've got modular products now. It would be possible, but... It still puts the onus on... I think the difficult thing is because it then puts you us on on you as a disabled person to yep. make your needs clear, and you know have somebody come and do that. And it's you know they're not going to let you mess around with their security system, are they? Nah, it's exactly. Getting some security mm. guys to come and open up the panel and mess around with it. I think accessibility in general, the biggest hindrance with accessibility, is unless you need it, you do not know it's there or know what you need. So if you take the regular person who doesn't have any disability, doesn't need to have any accessibility issues, the world is very accessible. Everything is tailored perfectly to their, their goings and comings. They can completely mm -hmm. navigate the world without issue. Whereas you then tell them, all right, you're in a wheelchair now. And they go, oh my God, all these things, they're so bad. Why has no one ever done anything about them? And the reason no one has ever done anything <coughs> about them is because the people that can do something about them don't see the problem unless unless they have a friend or it affects their personal bubble at which point they then act on it and come up with ideas companies build those ideas into things but then because they're low production because they're low production numbers they can cost it. and no business wants to spend a grand on a ramp mm. if they can help it very true but the other the one i've is... noticed um oh, in sorry. areas would be and this is just my area, so I don't know if this is a common thing. But by all means, tweet our illustrious host and let us know. Um, the 
older and older population bungalows that we have that are specifically for people that are you know aging and need assistance have very very thin door frames so that certain types of wheelchairs including my own on some of my relatives door frames cannot get through them without potentially damaging the door so for an old people's bungalow to have that problem for an accessibility point of thing day to day is is quite shocking <laughs> yeah is it like hospital model like the ones that somebody else would be expected to push is that what they're usually made to accommodate I would imagine so, yes. Thinner mm. ones that somebody <laughs> else. You can only live Thin here line. if you want to. You can only live in this accessible place if you're willing to rely on somebody else to move you around. <laughs> Seems perfectly well, we reasonable. Ha- I think. I think as well. There's also a level of with the, with accessibility in general. There's a level of the person who is disabled will just have to rely on other people. Mm. That that's how. Yeah. It the buying community isn't it because there's a very like if you think about a supermarket something that a lot of people would take for granted i feel um if if i put a blindfold on you i'm only saying that because that's my personal experience and therefore i can you know best direct the narrative if you will um if i put a blindfold on you and went right find me cornflakes you would be screwed (laughs) frankly actually there's an just because you say cornflakes, there is actually an app specifically for. I think it's only Kellogg's cereal. I've it heard just... of this. Yes, they put a chip <laughs> in the box. Yeah. So now you can get say. cornflakes, but nothing else. I mean, it's still not the. It's not. <laughs> it's still not the easiest thing is, in the world, is it? Yeah. And you don't know all the technology. And to be fair, in that situation, what would be funny is they could. Is there like, all right? You you blindfold them. There is there. Get me cornflakes. And be there. Like, okay, I'll get. I have the app. Here's my phone. Oh, I can't see it. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Anyway, regardless. All right, I'll change it then. Okay. So you are buying cans. Can- anything in a can. That's- oh, I was gonna. I was gonna. Good was luck. Gonna- were you gonna say another cereal? Beans. How about shreddies? Tesco's no, own monkey puffs. Or you go in. You're trying to find your monkey puffs. I'm still gonna call them that. Screw you. <laughs> so we send you in, and you're tapping around, and you hit a shelf, and you go, Coco's Ah, this is cereal. <laughs> <laughs> You've knocked down all the cereal boxes in the all the boxes yeah. figuring out that there is in fact cereal there is a on family the shelf. With a small child screaming. There are people looking at you. You yeah. don't know what's going on. You're scared. You're confused. You just want to go home. You just want your monkey puffs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a very educational podcast. This sort of this sort of thing is a day to day. This isn't like an, a one off bad scenario. This would be a day to day. There's no. And if you then think, well, how would you solve that problem? Well, what if you marked everything with Braille? Okay, so when you get to the shelf, you can read the Braille. You would have to read the Braille on everything on that shelf to find the thing. I've done this in super um, drugstores, mainly, which have rows and rows of tablets with Braille on, and you go, Braille, it's accessible, and then you realise you've got 14 different brands of ibuprofen on a shelf. It's also (laughs) also worth saying in a post-COVID world. So ah, it gets well. flattened as well, doesn't it? Well, yeah, things yeah. get flattened. And like I said, in a post-COVID world, a lot of people mm. may not want no, to pick up all that stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I don't and, know, and touch you... it all. Do it. No, no, if <laughs> you, I'm just it. saying there's some people out there who'd be there, like wouldn't feel comfortable to do that. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, or would be concerned that someone will come and be there like, well, you shouldn't be touching that. And it's there like, I, you know, what well, I can't I see. Yeah, I can't person. see it. Because it's like, <laughs> 
Because to what you said, Lewis, like from the perspective of someone who does have a little bit of sight, to say in my local Sainsbury's now, you know, this says a lot about, um, you know, my sort of uh, what I like to drink. But, uh, you know, I now know where I do know what aisle the fizzy drinks are in. Uh, when, ah, you know when it comes to Sainsbury's because I've because I've been there enough, and obviously walking with the person who assists me. But even mm-hmm. then, now it's like you know I could walk to the fizzy drink aisle, but then what I would have to do is, if I got there, and obviously no one was there, I would you know have to like again either the pick each bottle up and bring it close to my face so I could read the label. Or the or you know, or like do a really weird stooped walk close to the bottles while you know peering at them, and you know holding bring like a and, magnifier glass yeah. as though you're trying to like appraise all the bottles. Ah yes, yes, exactly. And my guide dog is probably very confused as he's like walking behind me, and I'm doing this weird walk. Uh, the thing is that will walk that will walk that will, walk, that will work absolutely fine for a little while, and then. And sighted people, you, <laughs> even you, even you fall prey to this one. The dreaded reshuffle. Yes. And then all your hard work, all that knowledge, all that knowledge base is gone. It's gone, mate. You never get back. Also, oh it's God. not good for your posture. No. It's true. I often feel, I have to do the same thing with my phone torch in shops. And I feel very dodgy, like, because that's like what robbers do, isn't it? They go in somewhere with torches. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the shelves and crouching down. Aaron, I think they're going after, under the cover of darkness. They don't go in like, midday. Say, yeah, Not in their shops. I'm talking about when they're robbing somebody's house. Yeah. You got very angry oh, okay. about that. <laughs> <laughs> very well, at least they know Aaron on the offensive. <laughs> she's angry. She's angry. Run, run. <laughs> I do think the thing with accessibility is, though, like, especially in physical places, and if it's not, like, the sort of place that you have to go, like, say, a doctor's surgery, it's just, you know, your, your town centre or whatever. If it's not accessible, then obviously people just aren't going to go there. If, they, if it's a pain to access, or if you just physically can't, like, if there are steps and they're not going to, you know, put a ramp there. Then I feel like that's part of the problem as well, is because you don't you don't see people trying to access it because they know it's a pain in the ass, and then you think, oh well, there aren't any disabled people here. We don't need to make any accessibility measures and like. So no, how everyone just... sounds to you, like all, all the idiots, <laughs> <laughs> just the... yes, absolutely. All the all the abled people. That's how they sound. <laughs> mm. But that, I feel like that is sort of part of it, and oh, certainly, yeah. Because that's yeah, the thing as well, like, thing oh, yeah, and you just you just feel awkward after a while. Because that's why, like, getting, I mean, like, I could understand why, you know, because we had, you know, people with us at RNC who didn't like asking for assistance because mm-hmm. of the awkwardness of finding someone. So it's just like you know, even if something is there as an option, you know, you need to let people know. I just find it funny how. Something as simple that people don't think about, I think, when it comes to... Because, like, say, the other day I had an appointment uh, at the hospital, went to the hospital at reception, you know, said, you know, I'm, you know, Callum Brennan for, you know, this time. They were like, okay. Um, There's a chair, um, you know, to the left of you. They were there, like, (laughs) they like, are you happy to take... Are you right to take a seat? And I was like, yeah, sure, and whereabouts? They were like... There's a seat to the 
left of you. And she was speaking from her perspective. Oh, God. Um, so I went to turn left. Um, uh, and then obviously she was there like, no, 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 right. And, and you know, they're like, fine, we, 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 you know, we got it. We got it covered. But what I'm saying is, is something that simple, you know, and anxiety works different ways for different people. Or even, you know, I'm, I have anxiety like anyone. I'm not the most anxious of people. But even in that split moment, obviously, you're just, you're, 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 you know, your, your brain, just as something as simple as them giving you the wrong direction. Well, them giving you a direction and you going wrong, which granted it wasn't my fault in that situation. She just went from her perspective. That happens. But in that moment, a part of your brain is just there like, oh, God, I want to go home. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be out. <laughs> just there, yeah, like. I had that the other day. Or awkwardness oh. and feeling like a full inconvenience to exactly. anyone around yeah. you. I mean, the other accessibility thing that I feel we... Well, I don't know if people want to cover this or not, but it's like accessibility software on technology. Yes. Because that well, can also be a... Certainly. Hang on, before... Nine. I'm aware, Erin, did you... Before we move oh, on to that, did you? Just, were you going to say something? Sorry. It just reminded me of, like, the other day I went to the, the vets. Um, I had to pick up some tablets for one of the dogs. Right. And because I'm trying to get her to lose some weight, um, they've got some scales there that you can use for them. Yes. Ah. And normally when I go, I ask them like if the reception's empty, that I just say, "Hey, can you help me weigh the dog?" Mm-hmm. Um, and normally she just comes out of a little reception cubicle and she helps me with it. But it was a different woman this day, ah. so I said, "Oh, can I use the scales?" And she obviously seemed to think because I didn't have my cane with me, I just had the dog. Um, she obviously just thought, "Oh, well, you can get on with it." She's like, "Yeah, the the buttons are on this little table thing." And I was like, oh God, oh no. But I, I, I sort of, I thought, oh, I'll try and give it a go. And there were two two or three people in the reception as well watching me. And I like, I got down and I thought like, I'll, I'll just be able to feel the buttons, it'll be fine. I'll, so I'll, I've committed. Buttons, I'll be fine. And then, yeah, and I like did the full sort of sweep of the scales. I was like, no. <laughs> and I walked out, she's like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it when I have an appointment, it's fine. <laughs> and all these people are staring at me and it's just, like you sort of think, yeah, you could say, "Oh, I'm blind. Can you help me do it?" But you just you do feel like an inconvenience, and it yeah. does knock you down. And you're like, "This is such a simple thing. It's literally you know it's in front of you, and you if you could just see it, you could do it." Yeah. But it does feel humiliating when stuff yeah, like that yeah. happens. No, and, certainly. Um, and the sorry. other the other thing is sort of the accessibility, in one sense, accessibility to an area or accessibility to a place, comes from the sense of. Is the environment or the people around you understanding or welcoming, or do you feel that they mm. will understand if you explain? Do you feel confident to explain? That's an element of it too, a massive element. Oh, certainly. Um, in Hereford, for a time or so, there was a vending machine that did uh, soft drinks and uh, snacks and all sorts of stuff. Yes. And uh, we we would visit there. I, I would well, I I would visit there quite <laughs> a lot because I was a caffeine fiend. So um, I would uh, go for my. Uh... <laughs> well, I've cut down. Thank you very much. Don't actually drink Pepsi anymore. Thank you very much. Anyway, regardless. <clears throat> anyway, so, um, I had this um, vending machine, and it was nice, tactile buttons with Braille. It was lovely. You just push the buttons, it falls out the bottom, and you carry off your prize and go and devour it in a corner like some sort of homunculus. Um, however, they then decided, we're going to modernise and the idea of modernising a blind college was to get a bloody touch screen. And then, and then, just to add insult to injury, put some stickers on the centre of the middle button. Guess what you couldn't push centrally anymore? Oh, God. 
So you had to meander around the, is that the edge of the sticker? Is that the screen? Tap there, yeah, all right. And then, you know, a chocolate bar you didn't want falls out. I feel like that, maybe that's a tactic from the college because it was so accessible there. And maybe it was like, because everybody always complains, it's like, oh, RNC feels like a bubble and, you know, you go out into the real world and you get beaten down by, like, how it actually is. And they're just like, well, just give them a little taste. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm, I feel that most people could intuit the fact that the moment you left the campus, think, campus? Bloody hell, my voice is ruined today. The moment you left the campus, everything fell to sh- <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could work that out, but it was just like, I just, I don't want to go down to the, you know, the public facing side of the college and try and prod a screen for 10 minutes. So what's I mean, it? So, so the public members could be there. Like, they watch the blind kid. Like <laughs> they, the, the um, fundraising people, like they'd bring people there and they'd be like, look at this poor blind boy. He cannot even get any food from the vending machine. What, David Attenborough behind, behind the desk? <laughs> it's always, don't pretend it's not always boy. David Attenborough. People oh, it's, no, it's always yeah. David Attenborough. Always. So, like I was going to say, you, you may have seen some of our I can videos, but here's I can't. <laughs> he didn't push lemmings off a cliff, Disney. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, She's talking about software. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a lot better than it used to be. Not, not Yours. Software, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's on. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I think I've said in previous episodes, but one of the reasons why I continue to get an iPhone is that was definitely the beginning, or beginnings of me having a social life. Frankly, was me getting a I think it was an iPhone three or four in it would have been in twenty ten. Does anyone else have the um, the screen time setting switched on their their phone so they know how long they've been using it for? Uh, weekly, no, yes. Dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I had that. I it's kind it. of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think mine hit, I think mine hit seven hours the other week. A what, day. Oh, I'm working it like a full-time That's full not a lot for job. a day. That's not a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. I do, like, do everything. To be fair, I do do everything through it. Mm. Like, most, like, literally, it, like, Email. audiobooks, oh. emails, like, anything is done through it. So oh. I don't have any, like, second What's device. I'd argue seven hours a day isn't terrible. Like, when you consider how long you're out, your phone well, sort of being your um, lifeline in some sense. Yeah. The thing I was, thing I was sort of thinking it. on the lines of software is the one big um, thing to accessibility, big hang on, stumbling block to accessibility is figuring out what software works for you. How do you figure it out? Where do you get it from? For example, if you were to think about laptops. What charities do you apply through? How do you find that information? And then how much of a trial of everything or of multiple things are they going to give you? Um, and then uh. adapting that to a work environment. For example, if you were to go into to an office and they don't have access to work or whatever set up, then yes. you have to find built-in magnifiers on things like Windows or an iMac or something like that um, and I hope that that's enough like with my visual impairment the nature of how that works that can be enough to get by it's not ideal but I can do it yeah. whereas a lot of people don't have that luxury so I'm very lucky in that sense yeah, um, and the other end of the accessibility software um, 
poll, if you will, where it's like, okay, an iPhone is the general best thing that you should buy for a mobile device because that's what everyone else seems to use. But then if you are used to Android or just don't really use, haven't really used a smartphone like I didn't before coming to college, I didn't really use my phone because it wasn't very accessible. And then I got an iPhone and it was a big step forward, but also a big step to learn how to use all of this. And then also you're stuck into an ecosystem once you pick one thing, whether it be a laptop, um, um, a phone or tablet or whatever, because you're too afraid to go from that ecosystem. Because, well, for example, me, me, me and my sister had this debate the other day. She didn't want to pay. She wanted to pay for a phone up front. She didn't want to pay X amount of money. But if you were to do that with an iPhone, that's basically impossible. Below about six hundred pounds and upwards. So that's what I did. But I'm on an SE twenty twenty, so I think mine was four hundred, and it was a it was a birthday present for my twenty first. So I can't really. Like that was my my birthday present was my phone, and it, I, it's what I it's what I'm on right now. And no, and to some people that it's kept work, but it's, it's a big different devices and different branding. It's a big stumbling block to figuring out what software there is and even what software is out there. For example, JAWS or Zoom Text or and so on. I think it's just or NVDA free. Well. Well, yeah, sorry, Aaron. Like getting training with it as well because if it's special. Yeah. Software. Yeah, I mean, a big one for me that I've always. Had, I mean, I'm not the most technologically gifted, so I, you know, do not hide that but so a big thing for me is say got used to the layout of the computers at rnc went to uni it's a different layout computers are different yeah all right get used to that finish uni okay now i have to try and get used to my laptop because i had a laptop while i was at uni but i'll be honest i barely went on it because it's different to the uni computers so i Mm. would so i would just go to the there was a uh accessible room uh in you know, in the library, so I would basically use that. That was also because, for me personally, I can't speak for everyone else, but working in my uh, flat at uni, I would be there like, so there's too many distractions around me, so my PS4's right there. <laughs> I'm going to go to the library. Uh, but yeah, it's it's that those kind of things. Or I know a big one people have with... I assume any smartphone, but I know on iPhones, anytime there's an update, some time, like an iOS oh, yeah. update, sometimes that can make things, you know, a bit weird. I don't think it's always a problem, and it hasn't always been for me. One I've had recently, and granted, I haven't checked it for like a week, so maybe it's changed again. <clears throat> and some people may, it's not the, it's a real small thing, real first world problem. But as far as, you know, as a disabled person living in the first in the first world, you know it's something that's annoying because on Twitter, for example, you have the four buttons. I forget the it's you know you have retweet, quote, tweet, like, and something else. I think I can't it's remember. It's like a more type thing. Yeah, there's options. there's four. Uh, when you at the bottom of someone's tweet when you go on it, and for whatever reason, recently, my voiceover. It was fine before, so I don't. Again, I'm assuming it's an update, even whether it's with Twitter itself or the phone. And it's like button, button, button. Oh, it's not button. got alt text. Um, oh. And it was there, like it was fine before, and then it just did that, and it's there, like that's fantastic. I don't know well, why it's changed until the next update. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, um, he is bamboozled until so, the next update. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Um, yeah, this so course done that with me. It's hide. It's hid the change output button. Yeah. So when I join a call, it's a crapshoot whether I get speaker or headphones. Yeah, that's fun. And again, it probably sounds like a small issue to people, but again, it, to what you sort of said, Lewis, it's like just imagine because there are a lot of people. Let's be fair, in the modern world, are using Twitter. It's like just imagine you were on Twitter and then someone came along and put a blindfold on you again. And then it's like, all right, carry on. So like, all right, you know what? I'll help. I'll help you out. Let's. I'll switch voiceover on for you. Right there, we go. Cool. So go ahead. Right. And then they're like, all right. So what was I going to do? Okay, I was going to like this tweet. Button. Button. It's just there, like, <laughs> you know. Incre- uh, incredibly inconvenient. <laughs> Again, mm. massive first world problem, obviously. But, no, yeah. but I think there is something to be said. Like, okay, maybe maybe not as much Twitter, but like just generally. Oh yeah, any apps. Like, yeah. I think there was something about. Um, personally, I'm not a screen reader user. Like, I do use it for like sort of long text, but I don't use it. For my she everyday, has enough so sight. That's true. I could just get away with a big cursor, and then I just make the phone screen really bright. I can sort of see it. Um, mocks us. Cheeky monkey as well. But. Uh, God, you front me up now. Oh no, I think there was something about um, on. I think it was iOS. I mm-hmm. remember people talking about there was an update a couple of months ago, and it did something about it was something about call functionality. Like it made it basically impossible to call people in some way. Oh god, damn it! Is that what was happening? Yeah, I threw it on the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm giving you information. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, something like that though, and especially you know because a big right, part of being blind, it's a mobility issue. It's core, you know. It's a mobility issue, mm. and it's a it's a sort of written communication issue, and you physically can't access the the, the physical world in the same way that other people can. So having a, a a you know a phone to call people with, like that's that's a massive thing, and it's a lifeline to a lot of people. And you know, as much as you can go, oh, it's a it's a first world problem. Well, it's it's not really because it means so much more when you you know when that is an access device, basically. I yeah. have a fun voiceover story if I, we've got time. That, that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, so we're always a bit longer with, with our episodes. With my, with my phone, um, you know, when you receive a call and it's like you know, slide to answer, send to voicemail. You know, you get the normal buttons. So, um, so it's actually to the right. You slide it. I had. Uh, it doesn't bloody matter. It just says slide to answer on mine. Anyway, um, regardless. <laughs> I was talking to Erin, not you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was like, but you slide to the right because you did used to slide to the right. And I was like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> but, I'm you getting what Lewis started. was saying, right. but turning it into a song. And I mean, you weren't turning it into a song; you were doing the cha-cha slide. No, it's <laughs> turning it into the cha-cha slide. Which anyway, is Lewis, go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so smiling, Callum. <laughs> so I was watching something on Disney Plus. Never heard of it. Okay, um, so I'm on a streaming streaming site of my choice. <laughs> and uh, I'm using their application for my <clears throat> smartphone. And um, a call comes through. And I'm like, the tone's going off. Where's the buttons? <laughs> there are no buttons. There's nothing. Why can I not answer it? Why is this? The call ends. Disney Plus continues unabated. <laughs> and I'm like, great. So I can't physically watch anything that uses the video on the screen. Otherwise, it literally hides the call controls. <laughs> Was it not? Because it normally just appears at the top, right? Can you not? Nope. No. 
I've, it didn't I for a time. I haven't watched stuff on my phone for ages, Literally, so I can't. But once it's updated, I, I think that was the problem. When I tapped oh. my screen, when I tapped my screen, <clears> there was physically no buttons. It just go like I'm touching the screen. Again, I that's can't. Wouldn't do anything. The only example I have is when I'm watching a YouTube video on my phone. Like the the banner will come at the the thing that changed slightly for me was so the the like I suppose a little banner at the top will come down which has either the name of the person if it's a contact you have or you know the number and then you press on that or double tap and then you and then and then that brings up you know as the main screen and then you'd have to press you know the uh, answer or you would decline which you know probably not going to do that that's always but nice I had a weird one where for whatever reason though that didn't work and it would just hang up the call if someone called me during the thing. So I did sort of, so I think in some ways I did have a similar thing to you, Lewis, in the sense if someone called me, because I did actually go through a period for that reason. If like my mum wanted to talk, I'd be there like, okay, text me when you want to speak and I'll just call you. Because <laughs> we went through a period where she would call me and it would often typically be while I was playing a YouTube video on my phone. And then for whatever reason... I suppose again, yeah, similar to what happened to you, it was there like it would just hang up the call despite me trying to answer. So in short, um accessibility software is a absolute minefield. <laughs> um especially when you're starting out. <laughs> exactly. I mean <clears throat> all of this can be. I guess the s- small point I'll put at the end is as well, if, if you can avoid leaving things on the pavement, please do. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Also, please don't park on pavements. <laughs> yeah, really don't. As a wheelchair <laughs> user and as a cane user, I imagine. Please don't Cane do user, that. guide dog user, all of it is, like, you know, applicable there. I think, uh, yeah, we'll wrap up here. Uh, f- thank you to you guys for joining me again. So... Who, who's say goodbye? Hmm. Goodbye. Hmm. Goodbye. And I hope everyone's enjoyed this podcast. Well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully, you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter at TheBlindBrennan. Send an email to TheBlindBrennan at gmail.com or join the Facebook group Listen With Your Eyes. If you can like, share, and rate the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. You've been listening with your eyes, and you'll hear us again next time.